Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. everyone and welcome back to Red Room. It's me, Jenny. Welcome back everyone. I know I left you hanging with my second public episode last month. I'm sorry, the month ran away from me. Crazy month though for Red Room. We were nominated for an Irish Podcast Award. I'm so excited for it. So um, I was nominated for Best Marketing for a podcast, which I'm very happy about. And that's all going to be decided by a panel of judges. So that's out of my hands. We'll just have to wait until September 16th to see if I win. But what you guys can help me with is voting for me in the Listener's Choice Award. I keep feeling like it's like the People's Choice Award, like in the Nickelodeon days. But if you would do me the absolute pleasure, it would help me so, 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 so much if you go on to www.theirishpodcastawards.ie forward slash vote, or you can just click the little vote icon, type in Red Room and confirm with your email. I know a lot of, a lot of steps. I know. I'll link it in the description here, but it would really make, uh, be really, really mean a lot to me if you did that. I, I would absolutely love it. And it would really help the pod. And it's completely free. And if you're listening to this episode, it means that you like the pod. So thanks so much. Also, happy birthday to Red Room. Red Room is one year old. Well, it's one year old this month. Um, I think it's the 13th of August was when I went live with everything. So if you've been here since the start or if you're a new listener, welcome um, or thank you, whichever it is. Do go vote. That's my little birthday present, my <laughs> Red Room birthday present, if you could vote for me in that. You know what? When I started Red Room this time last year, I actually started it around, well, I had everything, was planning to launch everything, right, around uh, the Lionsgate portal. I don't even know if like I believe in that. I don't know if you do, but at the time I needed a, I needed a wish. I needed some I needed some hope, guys. And everyone was saying, "Oh my god, the Lionsgate portal is this time where like you it's like the highest place for like manifesting and you know creating your new reality." And I was like, "Look, no matter if it's real or not, it'll be good for me to write down some uh, goals." And one of my goals was to be nominated for a podcast award. And there was quite a few other goals on there that I have ticked off this year. So 
happy days, happy days. Whether I manifested or just worked hard or a bit a combination of both, here we are one year later, Red Room is one. It's a toddler. It's not a newborn anymore and there's lots of really, really exciting things coming. Um, I've signed with an agency recently, which means that I just have a little bit more direction of where everything is to go. So lots more from me. If you're looking for more Red Room, before we get into this week's episode, if you're looking for more Red Room, right, if you finish your episode that I put out in Spotify and you're like, what the fuck, Jenny, why am I only getting teasers? Because I do weekly episodes on Patreon. That is where the main bulk of Red Room lives and will always live. Um, and it's six euro a month. I am currently um, in the test phase with Patreon, which a lot of you guys might be interested in. And this will only be for new subscribers, but where it's going to, they're thinking of changing their payment scheme. So in the way Netflix, it's like you join the 13th, you're charging the 13th. Patreon are basically doing like a beta version of this. They're going to test it with me. I'm one of the creators they'll be testing it with. I'll let you know exactly when that's live. Although I did tell them to turn it on from today. So hopefully it is, but it just means now if it's like towards the end of the month and you're thinking of signing up, you can just sign up whenever and then you'll be charged um, on that date going forward. There are T's and C's. If you need more T's and C's, just reach out to me and I can help you. But recently over on Patreon, six euro month we have covered things like space conspiracies which was a fucking great episode I have to say the dark history of rock and roll Hollywood's hidden secrets red reddit rabbit holes a new favorite on the podcast where I'm reading out some of the craziest shit on reddit with my good friend Adam and we have our own show called the docket where we do that and also I had on my good pal James Kavanagh the other week where we spoke about the conspiracy surrounding Princess Diana's death which was amazing it's not a conspiracy I knew much about before going into it um and then oh my god my mind was blown I'm obsessed with that conspiracy theory and if you watched my vlog from Paris um I actually, we just ended up right at the memorial for her. I was shook. I was like, oh my God. Like it was, it felt so surreal because I literally had released that episode a few days beforehand and it was so kind of creepy and scary seeing where she died. But that was a really great episode. And there's a few teasers out on Spotify. So the teasers are a good way of kind of getting a vibe of what the pod is like. But you can go sign up on Red Room. Uh, It's patreon.com forward slash Red Room pod. You get weekly episodes. You also get um, a weekly segment of Red Room Recommends where I recommend a piece of content every single week. Live streams and more. And I think next week, guys, so today that you're listening to this will be the 11th. I think next week we're going to do a live stream on Andrew Tate because I need to talk about him. I have been butt chugging his content in pre- preparation for this. God save my soul. <laughs> but we need to talk about him. Okay. And we're going to do it next week on the live stream. Today, though, we are doing celebrity conspiracy theories. New kind of se- series I want to start on the pod. I think it's a good one to do for Spotify because everyone loves a good celebrity conspiracy theory right some of them can be silly some of them can just be funny some of them can actually be kind of dark and creepy and we've kind of got a mix of all three here today we are going to be talking about well two women who have been very much in the press recently Beyonce obviously Beyonce has released her new album uh, Renaissance I believe it's called and Gaga who I went to go see in Paris last week which was well, was it last week or the week before? It was fucking iconic. Either way, it was so good. I am, and by the way, this is where I'm going to say, you know, I have no biases when it comes to um, conspiracy theories. I'm a Gaga stan. Like, when I say stan, I mean stan. I'm a little monster. Paul, I was fully putting a paw up at that gig, okay? Um, and I'm going to be covering some Gaga conspiracies to weigh out the fact that I'm doing a Beyonce one 
Bayhive, Beehive, whatever it's called. Please don't come for me, okay? We're just having a bit of fun. And then finally, another little Miss Messy who's been in the papers recently, Army Hammer. He's back. Um, we're going to be talking about him because there are depths to his conspiracy theories that are very red room. We're talking old money, dynasties, cannibalism, BDSM, all things we've done episodes on. So without further ado, let's get into it. So first off, we have Lady Gaga. And one of the biggest conspiracy theories that this is very OG internet. Like I feel like I read about this first. I mean, it must have been back, I'm, I'm not, it wouldn't be MySpace, but like it was very, very early on because it was when she kind of first came about that this started to pop off. Um, and it is the conspiracy theory that Lady Gaga killed her biggest rival and friend, Lena Morgana, in order to become famous and to become the superstar she is today in an Illuminati sacrifice. So let's rewind who the hell is Lena Morgana. So Lena Morgana was going to be like the next big thing in pop music. She signed to Sony at age 19 and she was set to be just phenomenally big. If you remember around this time, 2007, you know, Britney Spears was kind of off, falling off the face of the face of the planet. She wasn't doing very well mentally. Pop music was kind of dying out a little bit and there was space for a new pop diva and in 2007 there was a producer called Rob Fusari and he hired a woman called Wendy Starland uh, to and I quote to bring him an edgy and bold future star he knew that the next big thing would have to be like an incredible new talent something new something edgy and she found a woman called Stephanie Germanotta who many of us will know as Lady Gaga and she found her at New York's cutting room Now, at the same time, Rob Fusari was working with a woman called Lena Morgana, who again was a very young, beautiful, talented musician. And he introduced Gaga, or Stephanie Germanotta, to Lena Morgana, and they began to collaborate together. Um, So at first, Gaga was, I'll just call her Gaga so we don't get confused, but at this time, she was still Stephanie Germanotta. So Gaga began working with Lena. And she began to be her backing vocalist. She was writing songs for her. She was helping with her, her with composition because, you know, Gaga is a very talented musician. Not to go all paws up on y'all, but like she really is. She was in Juilliard. She's a classically trained pianist. Like she's very, very competent with uh, everything as far as songwriting, composition, everything goes. Um, And it's rumored that Stephanie Germanotta, Lady Gaga and Morgana wrote about 10 to 11 songs together and that they were really close friends you know they were collaborators they were working in the studio with each other all the time and they were kind of at the same period of their careers they were both about to be big Morgana though Lena Morgana was a little bit more ahead than Gaga at the time because she had signed onto a tv show where she was singing she had also like joined as a front person of a band on this show I believe and it was rumored that MTV was really interested in doing a documentary about her life and like her backstory which they would be doing for someone who's about to pop off so all was going well and then Gaga signed to Interscope her career was kind of bubbling in the background And on the 4th of October 2008 is when this story takes a really sad and dark turn. 
Lena Morgana on 4th of October 2008 died by alleged suicide and she jumped off her apartment building's roof. So sad, so, so upsetting and really tragic to see someone so young and so talented, you know, about to pop off in her career die so tragically. Now, there's a couple of suspicious things around her death. A, there was no note. Now, does every case of suicide have a note? Absolutely not. However, her family have really kind of stuck to it that like she wouldn't leave without one. It really wouldn't be her style. In the article of Lena's death, they listed her as just a girl from Staten Island, despite the fact that like she was on TV. She was known. Imagine that with any of like the people that you would know in the industry, like any influencer, anyone on TV. If something so tragic happened to her, in the fact that she fell off either or threw herself off her apartment building and fell to her death, you think the papers would list who she is. So after Lena's death is when the conspiracy really started to grow legs. Lena's mother started a website and on this website she claimed that Lena's entire stage presence, her vocal her vocal style, her song style, and everything really about her artistic integrity had been copied by Lady Gaga. Now, this is where you have to start asking yourself questions. Did Gaga just slip into a like already made mold of a pop star? We know that, you know, especially in the 2000s, early the first decade of the 2000s and in the 90s, they made pop stars by design. They would have a very like, okay, you're the edgy girl. You're going to wear this. You're going to sound like this. This is going to be your thing. You're going to be known for this. They had like basically people curating an entire image around a pop star. So when Lena died and since they were on uh, sister record labels, did they just kind of go, oh, okay, there's boots to fill here. And Lena was kind of more known at the time. So let's put this new girl, Stefan Germanotta, into those boots. They knew each other. They sang together, etc., etc. Or if you want to be, you know, tinfoil hat, put your tinfoil hat on for a moment. This is the conspiracy theory. Was Gaga in some way involved in the death? Did she A want to make room for herself in some sort of psychotic murder (laughs) or if we really want to go proper conspiracy theory did Gaga accept a deal from the Illuminati now Gaga claims to have been out of state when this happened and she hasn't made many comments on it but it did get so crazy at one point that she had to address it but let's talk about what happened Gaga around the time after Lena Morgana's death. So Lady Gaga released her album The Fame and this came out before Lena's death. So this was August 2008, very, very soon before, only about a month and a half or two months beforehand. And it was successful. It was a successful album. Everyone remembers Just Dance, iconic songs. But it was when she re-released it as a deluxe version called The Fame Monster that she absolutely skyrocketed to success. And that album was released on November 18th, my birthday, 2009. So When you look this up, 
like when you look up the you know the best selling album of Gaga, you'll actually come up that it was the Fame. However, the way that they structured this in the music industry, or I don't know, maybe it was specifically for Gaga, that would be part of the conspiracy theory. But it was that every sale she got for the Fame Monster actually counted as a sale for the Fame. So even though there was a considerable amount of sales for the Fame, it was really when the deluxe edition, the Fame Monster, came out that just made it like this hugely selling album it's one of her biggest selling albums of all time it still remains a huge huge album it's what people think of a lot of the time I think the general public maybe not so much now I think people think of A Star Is Born and stuff but like if you ask people most people a Lady Gaga song they'll think Just Dance or Poker Face or Paparazzi okay so this is where first things get suspicious because the fame monster was released after lena's death now why would an album that pretty much has the same songs on it bar you know i think it's like a few songs that are new um like bad romance and stuff like that were added onto the album onto the deluxe version why would an album that was a re-release make her such a big star make her like a-list catapult her celebrity beyond no means this is when people start thinking of the illuminati now the Illuminati conspiracy. I've covered this in detail over on Patreon. Um, I did a whole episode on it. It's really interesting. It was actually the episode I did on the Rothschilds, but I talk a lot about how a lot of the conspiracy theories that we think of with the Illuminati now were actually a part of a kind of counterculture um, in the 60s called Discordianism. Now, you can look into that further yourself or you can sign up and listen to the episode. I also did a TikTok on it that kind of wrapped it up. So you can go follow my TikTok if you want to. It's just Red Room Pod. But, you know, the whole conspiracy that's a modern day conspiracy around the Illuminati and celebrities is that celebrities will take, you know, the only way you can really get famous, the only way you can get that A-list status is if you take a deal with the Illuminati And then they will catapult you to success. So when it comes to Lady Gaga, people do ask like, okay, her first album was, it was good. It was successful. She was well known. But it was when she re-released it that she became like this insane, huge celebrity. So was it because she took the pact with the Illuminati? Now, what is a pact with the Illuminati, according to conspiracy theorists, would be usually involving a sacrifice. Yes, you heard me right, a sacrifice. So the conspiracy theory remains, did Gaga take the offer and was Lena given the same offer to sacrifice her friend in order to become the one big female pop star? Because many people argue that the reason we only really have one of these kind of archetypes of pop stars, and we're going to get onto this a little bit later as well, is because the Illuminati will only leave space for one. So one has to die in order for the other one to catapult to success. So there's lots more um, conspiracy theories around Gaga and the Illuminati. And one really interesting part of her piece of work of Lady Gaga's is the video for Paparazzi, which was released not very long after Lena Morgana's death. So the opening scene of Paparazzi shows Lady Gaga on the top of a balcony, on the top of a building, making out with this guy. When he pushes her off the roof... She then falls into this kind of spiral that some people claim to be almost like an MK Ultra, which we've also spoken about in the pod, like an MK Ultra kind of like mind control, hypnotism, symbolism, while covering one eye. It is literally, I mean, 
if anything, it's genius for her to be leaning into these conspiracy theories. And that's what they say a lot of celebrities do because it just gets people talking about them and all good press is good press, I guess. But a lot of people feel that these are Illuminati references and references to what happened Lena. Because the conspiracy theory would say that in order for celebrities to be a part of the Illuminati, to be a part of this secret group of powerful elites, they have to rub the public's face in it. They have to have outright references to it. Um, and it's part of this whole like inside joke that like they can be so obvious about their references without us you know mere publicans noticing any different so you will notice that Lady Gaga is constantly covering one eye she's wearing like hoods and one thing which is really funny and I love this kind of conspiracy theory I love this kind of like when people like we're gonna do another one later where we play a song backwards but at one point after she dies in the video there's a guy who opens up a newspaper and it's like this old school kind of style newspaper and on the front cover is a picture of her body and it says lady no more gaga now at first you might think like okay what 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 are we talking about there not much of a pun a lot of people say that lady no more gaga sounds very like lena morgana what do you think As I said, Gaga always covers an eye and throughout her career and even to this day, to be honest, on stage, I'm pretty sure Gaga was doing this, okay? She does the Illuminati, which is this, the 666 symbol. Uh, It's where you do the kind of okay symbol and spread three fingers and cover one eye, which, you know, references the all-seeing eye. People also say something that's weird about this case, and I actually do agree with this, is how come Gaga has never really spoken about Lena Morgana? Like, by all accounts, they were quite close. They were girlfriends. They were co-collaborators at the minimum. She never, like, wrote a song about her. She never dedicated, you know, a thank you to her friend Lena, or even just dedicated, like, anything to her in their first two albums, even though her friend you know, apparently died of very tragic circumstances only months after her first album and a year before her second album catapulted her to success. Like, some people say, Gaga, like, you you wrote a whole album about an auntie you never met called Joanne, yet Lena Morgana never gets a bloody shout-out anywhere. She could be avoiding it because of the conspiracy theories and really who wants a conspiracy theory following them about, like, that they killed their friend? No one really... So I wouldn't blame Gaga for not really wanting to address it, but it does seem strange. So the theory has followed Gaga throughout all of her career, um, but more so on the Illuminati links. Like, the murder stuff has kind of been laughed off, even though her mother is really adamant that um, Gaga stole a lot from Lena Morgana. And I'm going to put some photos up on uh, the Instagram comparing the two, and you can tell me over there. We'll do some polls. Do you think... Gaga stole from Lena Morgana and if she didn't just steal her look did she steal her soul I do at the end of the day think that people kind of use Gaga's more like avant-garde or artistic expression against her to prove that she's like together that she's a part of this like powerful cabal and you know is is using satanic and pagan imagery to mock us whereas like maybe she's more so leaning into more artistic 
references that she understands like I know um one of her most recent videos for a song 911 off the Chromatica album was based on a like a film from the 60s by a Soviet art film and it's called uh, The Color of Pomegranates um so there's a lot of symbolism in there that 100% could be viewed as like Illuminati stuff but it's actually by another artist so I guess you have to know the references to fully understand them but then people can always blame that as well on Illuminati stuff there's always a a road back to Illuminati um I don't believe in the Illuminati conspiracy just to put it out there but I love to read about it I think it's so entertaining um another one would be her lyrics to bad romance so Gaga says that there are reference to like loving someone unconditionally loving someone's you know disgusting sides their worst sides and accepting them anyway but a lot of people think that it is a song where her shall we say decorative language is used to describe her love of Satan and the underworld and her dedication to the Illuminati so as I said if you want to find out more about where a lot of the modern day conspiracies surrounding the Illuminati do actually come from you can check out my TikTok or the full episode which is over on Patreon but I want to talk about you know Queen Bee we're talking about her another woman you know there's a theme here there is a theme here another woman who is at the head of her game who is constantly linked to being an Illuminati operative and to be honest with with Beyonce it's it's more of a head of the Illuminati I've heard so they are giving her CEO CEO of of the Illuminati (laughs) so she's not only constantly associated with the Illuminati but she's also accused of a very similar kind of murder case like Gaga um again I want to put it out there Beehive Beehive leave me alone I just spent 25 minutes dragging my queen Gaga okay I'm allowed to talk about Beyonce I'm not a part of the Beehive but I respect her immensely as an artist um and just don't come for me okay we're having a bit of fun here these are not my theories I am just merely reporting them so who has heard of Aaliyah I'm sure you have Aaliyah was an iconic iconic musician unfortunately who died way too soon and had a very tragic life like in the middle of it so so tragic that really only people have started to acknowledge now um because of recent events but Aaliyah was born Aaliyah Dana Houghton and she was an American singer actress dancer and model beautiful beautiful woman she's been credited for basically helping to redefine contemporary R&B um and she has had nicknames like the princess of R&B and the queen of urban pop Unfortunately, as I said, Aaliyah's life ended way, way, way and far, far, far too soon. She died age 22, a baby, in 2001 in a plane crash. She was coming back from the Bahamas where she was filming her music video for Rock the Boat. Now, I want to shout out someone who introduced me to this um, conspiracy theory and it's my good pal, Megan, and she is on TikTok. She's an amazing. I've done two episodes with her. I'm going to get her on the podcast again to do more celebrity conspiracy theories. But she has such a good TikTok. She knows about every single conspiracy theory ever, and she's Irish. Hello, Queen. Um, but her it's Skinfluence by MSK. I'll tag her in the description here. She introduced me to this theory. So shout out to her because she got me going down this rabbit hole. Um, and the theory is: Was Aaliyah murdered by Beyonce for the Illuminati in a sacrifice? Very similar. Lena Morgana. So the whole conspiracy goes down to that route that we were talking about earlier of like, there's only room for one. We can only have, and like, that doesn't mean, I guess the conspiracy theory doesn't mean like you can literally only have one female pop star or 
or one female or in B star, whatever it may be, it means that only one can dominate. Only one can be like mass takeover. Um, and funnily enough, on this, like one of the the kind of sideline conspiracies would be that like they can like mind control you and like that would be where the whole Britney thing came in where it's like she was the one dominating and then she maybe was going against them and they started to fuck with her head. Now, that can be a little bit patronizing to mental health. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Issues, I will say that, but we're just talking conspiracy here, okay? Our tinfoil hats are on. We're not talking facts. So this one is about Beyonce and Aaliyah. As I said, Aaliyah was known. She was the princess of R&B. Her songs were fucking huge. She was massive. And the theory goes that Aaliyah actually at this point of her career was kind of distancing herself from music and she was actually doing more of acting. She was getting into movies. She's in Princess of the Damned. She looks so cool in that movie. And she wasn't so much into music anymore. Now, I wonder why. Like, you know, some people could say, was she sick of the Illuminati control over her? Or was she sick of being in an industry that only abused her? Which we'll get on to in a while. This is where, oh, I love this stuff, guys. This is my bread and butter now, I have to say. Like, when Megan said this in her TikTok about this, I was like, yes, girl, we are aligned. We are aligned. Apparently there's hidden messages if you play Rock the Boat backwards. So that is, of course, her final song and the video that she was recording right before she died, like literally right before she died. And apparently you can hear her say she won't be pushed and they want Beyonce at multiple points when the song is being played backwards. Let's listen and see. Can you hear that? I, I'm genuinely, I'm like, oh my god, I, I it does sound like she won't be pushed. She won't be pushed. Now, I want to go to the part of the song where apparently she says, they wanted Beyonce? I mean, let's skip forward and see what it says because that is creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. 
let's go back one more time. I heard it at the start. Apparently she says they wanted Beyonce. Ready? Listen. I mean, the my inner child, my inner child is loving that because I love that. So, but it does sound like if she won't be pushed, people think like, I'm not going to get pushed like Lena or I'm not going to be pushed out of my spot. And they want to Beyonce. So unfortunately, and I do like to always bring it back to this because oftentimes reality is much scarier and darker than conspiracy. And it deserves to be pointed out that Aaliyah was a victim of just such disgusting crime. So Aaliyah was introduced to Orkali when she was 12 years old by her uncle. <laughs> Creepy. And the two ended up getting married when she was 15 and they got married secretly and there's loads of like really creepy interviews of Aaliyah and him and he's like sitting right beside her because he was like she was like his protege or like he was helping her with her career and um you know people are saying like oh there's rumors that you guys are in a are you in a you know relationship and she's being really coy and it kind of comes across at first maybe like oh cute but like it's like oh no she's a child and she's clearly so uncomfortable with the fact that they're probably secretly married at that point. But the marriage wasn't old um, by any case because she was so young and her parents weren't in um, and weren't there, which is also fucked up that like your parents, just because your parents, oh yeah, because famously no one's parents have ever done their children bad at all. Like just maybe just let's not marry children to grown ass men. It is just so scary and so sad that like really that was never spoken about when she was young, when she was alive, because now we see Orkelly being sentenced to 30 years for trafficking and abuse and some of the worst crimes known to man. And Aaliyah lost her life so early. I don't believe, I don't really don't think there's anything to the Aaliyah and Beyonce conspiracy personally, but it's a funny one. I like, I like the backwards songs, but let's talk about some more Beyonce conspiracies because you know, there's a lot. So (laughs) there's a lot of conspiracy theories of Beyonce around like her children, like not her children specifically, but the way she has her pregnancies and all this kind of stuff. So the first one is like a, a conspiracy theory that Beyonce is Solange's mother. And I don't know where this comes from. I couldn't find its original source, but it has zero, zero evidence. Like one of the best kinds of uh, <laughs> of conspiracy theories of zero evidence, right? So a lot of people think that she got pregnant with Solange right as she was about to become really big. Because if you know anything about Beyonce, obviously she started Destiny's Child and it was when she was really young. I think she was like 13, 14 and she ended up getting signed when she was 15. So she was doing this for years, but I think she was almost doing it when she was really, really young with her, uh, with Kelly and the two twins. So there's a rumor that (laughs) Beyonce got pregnant with Solange and it was right before she was going to be massively famous like 14 so her parents are basically like we're going to pretend that Solange is our daughter uh, so that you can be really really famous now has this happened in the past yes it has I'm Irish okay this has happened this has happened a lot of Irish people that like if a daughter of theirs got pregnant and they were considered too young or they were out of wedlock um they would give their child to their mother and father and it would be like this pretend thing that like their mother and father was the mom and dad, you were their sister. Really fucked up. So it has happened, which is, again, reality scarier than conspiracy because this has happened just for normal people out of, you know, Catholic guilt. 
Um, and unfortunately that was actually when they were nice like it was when parents were like we're actually sound parents and we're going to let you keep the baby instead of putting you in a Magdalene laundry anyway I'm digressing but you know as I said this can be easily debunked because there's literal pictures of the two of them as children side by side and I don't even think Beyonce is 14 years older than Solange but I think also there's a thing where like a conspiracy theory that they lot that she lied about her age um so I think that ties into it somewhere but again there's nothing to it. There are some interesting ones around her pregnancy with Blue Ivy. So apparently a lot of people think that like she faked her pregnancy with Blue Ivy. Um, Obviously she famously announced her pregnancy in the VMAs when she like pulled back her blazer and like rubbed her belly and everyone went wild. It was pretty iconic to be honest. Like I've never seen that being done before. That was a pop culture moment. But the theories came around when she, when a picture of Beyonce on an Australian TV talk show arose and she's like bending down to sit on the couch and like her stomach like it looks like an empty sack (laughs) it like bends Uh, so according to Gawker the conspiracies boil down to three pieces of evidence her shifting stomach the shifting due date of Blue Ivy and the lack of pregnancy photos of Beyonce being actually pregnant like she did a little round and kind of went around and was like I'm pregnant I'm pregnant and then no more no more pictures no more pickies so Beyonce revealed her pregnancy in September at the VMAs and that's when she talked about her due date and she said it was February which would have made her four months pregnant but then there was a behind the scenes footage for her countdown music video where she says she's six months pregnant which would have made her five months pregnant at the VMAs um, and that would be more accurate to Blue Ivy's birth date. Now what I will say is like due dates are very much a guess and they can change and maybe she just got confused one month isn't that big of a difference and usually people forget that like there's a whole first month where you don't know you're pregnant so maybe she wasn't counting that month she was maybe only counting the months that she knew she was pregnant there's also a lot of conspiracy theories which is a great one a real tinfoil hat one right around um her second pregnancy announcement because obviously Beyonce now wanted to be like okay bitches I am pregnant and she announced that she was pregnant with twins and she announced this on the 1st of February 2017 and people say oh why all the prime numbers (laughs) Why all the prime numbers, Beyonce? And apparently um, the Illuminati love prime numbers because they hold some sort of like ethereal, incredible power that we should all be afraid of. And also that apparently she's shaped like the Illuminati triangle. I don't know. Don't really blame this one. Maybe she wasn't pregnant with Blue Ivy. Like that could be real, but I don't think it's in a conspiracy way. Like maybe she just had a uh, surrogate because remember even when Kim Kardashian started using surrogates, now they're very normalized. Everyone's using a surrogate now. Well, all the celebrities, especially the Kardashians. But you know, when Kim Kardashian had to use surrogates, there was a lot of backlash. You know, people were, you know, people were angry about it. People don't like that, especially when it's millionaires doing it. So maybe she, I don't know, maybe she just didn't want to be pregnant. Who knows? She's worth 400 or 500 million dollars. She can kind of do what she wants. Now, something that's actually true. Well, it manifested in real life. I don't know if the allegations are true because they are just allegations. Beyonce's ex-drummer, now her longtime drummer, sought a restraining order against Beyonce and the details of which are really fucking weird especially when you think of all the Illuminati stuff okay so in 2018 her ex-drummer sought a restraining order against Beyonce accusing her of dark magic witchcraft and tapping her phone 
The drummer's name is Kimberly Thompson, and she reportedly claims that she suffered from Beyonce's magic spells of sexual molestation, and that Beyonce murdered her kitten. So she sent an email to Pitchfork, and she said that the accuracy of the documents posted are completely true. She said, I quote, all accusations I survived and are real. The complete list of her complaints includes the loss of many jobs, theft of homes, magic spells on my lovers and places the blame on Beyonce for numerous broken relationships. She also accuses Beyonce of tapping her phones and controlling her finances. The judge denied her (laughs) request for a restraining order. Uh, not surprising but what do you think do you think i could see beyonce as a as a witch and i don't think there's nothing wrong with a witch okay but i could see her doing a little witchcraft maybe this bitch (laughs) deserved it i'm joking i'm joking i don't think beyonce killed her cat i really really don't now let's talk about the messiest of them all okay because this shit is real there's conspiracy theories linked to it but by all accounts i'm gonna go ahead and say this guy is so motherfucking messed up army hammer so let's do a little bit of history okay because yes he's a he's an actor he's an american actor but he's the son of a businessman michael armand hammer and great grandson of the oil tycoon armand hammer yes they all have kind of the same name and guess what one of their companies is armand hammer the toothpaste i know or baking soda as well i think Armand Hammer, Army Hammer, they're obsessed. And of course, they're an old dynasty. They're always obsessed with their goddamn names. So he gained notoriety for his role in the film The Social Network, and then he became a cult favourite after his part in the critically acclaimed movie Call Me By Your Name. Great, great movie. I won't deny it. So in 2021, only last year, claims of sexual abuse and cannibalistic fetishism were made against Hammer, including allegations of non-consensual BDSM, rape and physical and emotional abuse. So in March 2021, the Los Angeles Police Department stated that he was the subject of a sexual assault investigation. He denied all of the allegations, calling them an online attack, and he later abandoned several future projects and was dropped by his agency and his publicist. So let's talk about his family for a bit. Now, if you don't know, on Red Room, another series that I do over on Patreon is um, American Dynasties. So I look into these and not it doesn't have to be only American just old money old money shit I love a good bit of old money because if there's some families that are gonna have messy messy history it's families with long ass history and a lot of money they're gonna have some mess so we've looked into the DuPonts we've looked into the Rockefellers we've looked into the Rothschilds ironically the Rothschilds kind of have the least amount of actual tangible scandals and the Hammer dynasty is no different Okay, so his father was Michael Armand Hammer and he oversees the Hammer International Foundation and he owns numerous businesses that include Hammer Galleries, Hammer Productions, which is a television and film production located in Los Angeles. So he inherited the Nodler Gallery, which is when his father died, along with like $200 million or something. And this became the center of a huge controversy, like massive where hundreds of millions of dollars worth of counterfeit paintings were sold by Anne Friedman on behalf of the gallery. If you want an episode on that, let me know because that is a crazy story. So his grandfather, uh, Armand Hammer, now this is his father's grandfather. So it's 
Army Hammer's great-grandfather, uh, was an American business manager and owner most closely associated with Occidental Petroleum, a company he ran from 1957 until his death in 1990. So he was nicknamed Lenin's Chosen Capitalist by the press. And he was known for his art collection and his close ties to the Soviet Union, Socialist King, not really, because his net worth was estimated to be $800 million at the time of his death in 1990. Imagine how much that's worth with inflation. He became close associates with many high power figures, including Prince Charles, a good old royal link. They always have a link to the royals. And Colonel Gaddafi. <laughs> and was known for his involvement in wide-ranging grifts, including money laundering, keep that in mind, and using artwork to fund Soviet espionage. I mean, I'd love a movie on his life. And also bribing his way into the oil business. So the family, just like any dynasty, is just, it's riddled. It's riddled with scandals and secrets. And they're actually the upcoming um, subject of a docuseries that's going to be called House of Hammer. So I am definitely going to be watching that because I want to know more and more and more. And the press release that's come out about that show says the following. The program will explore the sordid past of five generations of Hammer's family using a trove of archive and interviews from survivors and family members to expose a dysfunctional dynasty with its male characters exhibiting all the devastating consequences of privilege gone wild. According to a press release from the network, they say that Arnie's cannibalism allegations are only the tip of the iceberg. Girl, if they are the tip, I want to see the rest of that damn iceberg. So yes, cannibalism. Army Hammer, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say like, yeah, he was accused, but like there's fucking screen grabs of texts where he is basically saying he wants to eat women, eat people. Uh, it's it's insane. I'm sure you guys remember when this broke out, okay? So um, the allegations are by uh, Instagram account, which went by House of Effie. I love that, like, I don't know. I'm like, is that like a, I'm like, is that a reference to Skins? I don't know, but she claims that between 2016 and 2020 um, is when all of these texts happened, that she was in this relationship. She was 24, allegedly, was in a relationship, I think, when he was married uh, with Army Hammer, and she was um, subject to abuse and horrific texts and actually a sexual assault and a rape charge, I believe. So let's get into these texts, guys, because they are dark. They are so, so, so so dark trigger warning i guess um if you don't want to hear about cannibal stuff just fast forward a couple minute or two but you know it's i mean it's, it's kind of the reason you're probably listening so in one of them hammer professes his love and desire to bite pieces off the recipient and eat her heart and in another he says i'm 100 a cannibal i want to eat you fuck that's scary to admit i've never admitted that before Let's get it. Like, let's read a few more of these. So, one of them. This is a, a stream of text by him. You just live to obey and be my slave. I will own you. That's my soul, my brain, my spirit, my body. Would you come and be my property till you die? If I wanted to cut off one of your toes and keep it with me in my pocket, so I always had a piece of you in my possession? Question <laughs> mark. Like. It's, I mean, (laughs) okay, let's go on. Oh my God. 
That just made me so hard and it makes me confused as to why. Is that even possible? So hard thinking of holding your heart in my hand and controlling it while it beats. I'm 100% accountable. I want to eat you. I want to eat you. Fuck, that's scary to admit. I've never admitted that before. I've cut the heart out of living animal before and I've eaten it while still warm. Like, dude, this is like a stream of text. Like, maybe pause for a second before going on. He continues though. Don't you worry. Whoa, head rush. (laughs) Killing me. Whoa, head rush. Brand you, tattoo you, mark you, shave your head and keep your hair with me. Cut a piece of your skin off and make you cook it for me. I mean, it. I feel the test can be endless. Whose slave-master relationship is the strongest? We'd win. When I tell you to slit your wrists and use the blood as lube for anal, what the fuck did I just read? That is so twisted and dark. Oh my god. Are you ready for more? Because there's a few more, guys. I'm sorry. I'm going to come thinking about breaking your bones. Talk to me. Text me. Text me about me breaking your bones while forwarding you. And I'll send you the voice note while I come while reading it. I know, my cock is in my hand. And I'm thinking of breaking your ribs. Like, I, I'm sorry to laugh, but that is just the most... I'm just... I'm, I'm The poor woman who got this was clearly, obviously, terrified because she very much was a victim of him. But reading these out of context is just so, so dark. I'm going to post them all on Patreon. It's... They get darker. I'm not going to read out the really dark ones because he does go on to actually like talk about an assault that he is definitely guilty of because he knows way too much about how to do these things for someone who's never done it. So after these texts, you can imagine he was kind of fucked. The screen grabs, yes, they haven't been verified. Like, I mean, I don't know how you can verify a screen grab unless like the cops go into his phone. I mean, I don't really know if that's happened yet. Um, But he's denied that they're legitimate. The backlash grew so intensely that Hammer was forced to drop out of his upcoming rom-com with Jennifer Lopez. And he issued a statement saying, I'm not responding to these bullshit claims, but in light of the vicious and spurious online attacks against me, I cannot in good conscience now leave my children for four months to shoot a film in the Dominican Republic. So we have spoken about cannibalism on my podcast. We actually did a whole episode last October. Um, And we've also spoken about BDSM. So there are very, you know, particular things about BDSM and about cannibalism that are interesting to look into. I don't think these texts fall under BDSM personally. I understand that people can have kinks that, you know, when read out of context, of course, we all have texts that when read out of context could like make people question our sanity I'm sure but um this girl this woman seemed terrified and claims to have been assaulted and basically harassed by him which they they are some harassing ass messages so he kind of fell off the face of the earth for a while um and there's a lot of theories around army hammer so there's obviously the classic like links to human sacrifice cannibalism adrenochrome drinking illuminati stuff okay kind of basic level on the on the pyramid of conspiracies but you know whatever funny I mean I don't like to say funny in this case because he was actually sending these texts to someone who didn't want them that's really creepy and then there's the classic old money kind of like links to fucking screwed up eyes wide shut kind of sacrificial stuff um, and seeing maybe people as fodder for their weird ass hobbies possibly maybe a step up on the the conspiracy theory pyramid 
Um, and then there's the murder theory. <laughs> I love this one. I love a good conspiracy theory that just starts from a random person's tweet. Like that Avril Lavigne one. Like that's a Twitter thread, but dear God, am I kind of convinced that Avril Lavigne is a clown? Uh, Yeah, I kind of still am. So there was a Twitter uh, account called In The Cut, not the actual In The Cut, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) They're just called In The Cut Zine and they've since been deleted. And they tweeted um, saying... This is all alleged with Army Hammer until proven otherwise, but remember when Army suddenly began working in construction mid-pandemic and mid-divorce last year? Suddenly he was employed in between jobs, working on a hotel in the middle of the desert. In the six months during his employment, 10 to 15 minutes away from the site he was working on, the remains of three women have been found. We are not conflating the two ideas, (laughs) but there have been long-standing rumors rumors for a while and now I was like oh come on as if no he fully was working in construction during the pandemic this is before he was cancelled after he was in some of the biggest movies of like the 2010s here he is on Jimmy Fallon talking about it Um, uh, funny enough my buddy Ashton bought an old motel out in the desert I heard about this yeah explain what's going on this is yeah. So, so my buddy Ashton bought a motel in 29 Palms, which uh-huh. is just outside of Joshua Tree. And uh, it was like this kind of like abandoned, rundown motel. And I came back from, uh, from the Cayman Islands where I was during quarantine. And I was like, dude, I got nothing to do. And he's like, well, do you want to come live with me in this abandoned motel and do construction with me? And I was like... You say no, right? Yeah, of course not. That's terrible. I'm a movie star. It's the last thing I want to do. I'm sorry, did you think I had anything else better going on? Like, I was literally sitting at home, like, picking boogers, seeing how far I could flick them. Like, I was really out of options. But do you know how to do that stuff? I am uh, really holding back the pun jokes on him eating his own snots that he says he was flicking across the, the, the room. So... Army has been has allegedly been cut off from the family money. The family coin, honey, don't want anything to do with him. And this was just so good. Most recently, <laughs> an image went viral uh, of Army Hammer where he was allegedly selling timeshares in the Cayman Islands. <laughs> along with what seems like being um, a personal concierge for the hotel. So we know, as we said, like just there, he's no he's no stranger to maybe doing a little bit of graft every now and again when he needs some moolah. And his attorney was asked for a statement and he told page six um, that reports of his client working on the Cayman Islands, he could not confirm or deny because Army hasn't addressed it. And he says... I just think it's shitty that if he's selling timeshares, the media is shaming him for having a normal job. Now, I will say also, remember his his great granddaddy was mad for the money laundering? Cayman Islands is a, is a huge money laundering place. Like that is a known spot for where Americans, specifically American criminals, will go and launder money um, for, you know, money that they, they need to be washed. Dirty, dirty, dirty money. And I'm sure those hammers have money. So maybe he's out there doing that while doing a little bit of money laundering to get back back into the family business. So you have to let me know, what do you think were Army's texts just evidence of him being a sexual deviant at best and a fucking abuser who needs to be put in jail at worst? I'm going to go with that one. Or is there more to the Army Hammer story? Has his nepotism blinded him, as it does many, uh, to go to the insanity of his actions? And has his family money protected him for far too long.
Guys, thanks so much for listening. I will talk to you all very soon. Go check us out on Patreon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.